Hello everyone and welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we are continuing on with part three of Interview with the Vampire with Candace. Hi! Lots of wits in that first statement. <laughs> it's fine. It worked out. It just means um, it's chock full of awesome. Yeah, because we can't have any periods just continuing run on sentences. <laughs> Okay, so they made it to Paris, which hot take, I actually don't like Paris. Like, everyone tells me it's great, and I, when I went, I thought it was really full of people and kind of gross. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I heard it's yeah. not clean. There no. are a lot of people who, like, act like it's amazing, but it's actually completely filthy and disgusting inside. I've heard a theory that the reason it's kind of dirty is because, like, in America, you can't go, like, two feet without encountering a trash can. Mm. and there was like a okay there, i think there was a study done where they like figured out how long it takes for people to like basically throw trash on the ground mm-hmm. because they're like okay i'm not gonna hold it and it was like not very long like no. if they don't immediately see a trash can within their vicinity they're throwing it on the ground yeah i can't tell you like how often i have seen people just kind of like put trash on like outside of their car now granted i live we live in this like hellhole of you know florida but Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but like i saw someone i want to say it was like two weeks ago driving Mm -hmm. around were stopped at a stoplight they opened their car they put a mcdonald's gigantic drink on the on the ground just like on the road closed Mm -hmm. their door and then the light turned green and they drove away and the drink was just on the ground and i was like i don't can't you you can't just hold on to it for no five more minutes like (laughs) meanwhile i'm driving around with like i don't know a little league team's worth of empty water bottles (laughs) in my car because i never want to throw it out and like they're all in like half finished condition like there's like various amounts of water in each of them because i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna come back to it no i'm not um i just want to find a place where i can recycle all these bottles uh it doesn't take that much yeah but i don't know have you heard of the pisseuse I think it's called a pissoir. A pissoir. In France, they have bathrooms because people, I guess, mm-hmm. pee on the street. Yeah. Um, when they're drunk and stuff, and the city mm-hmm. stinks, and they're like, "We got to fix it." So they have pissoirs where it's like a it's like an open air bathroom. So it's like you go around this little corner, and there's like urinals mm-hmm. inset into this like little like partition, and yeah. you can like just whip your junk out and pee. It's only for men, obviously, but like you yeah. can just like. Or people with, if you have an STP, a stand to pee device, you can also use this. Um, but like people just whip their their stuff out in the road yeah. inside of one of these little Wild. areas. And then they relieve themselves and they leave. Now, on the one hand, I'm like, that's pretty great because like who needs porta potties? But on the mm-hmm. other hand, I'm just like, ew though. <laughs> ew. Yeah. Put them somewhere. Like put them somewhere. They shouldn't just like be floating around in the road. Like put them in like a, an area, you know, like. Yeah, I don't when know. I was in London, I was very, very like casually corrected to not wear open toe footwear for the same problem. <laughs> and then also, um, when I went, so like, okay, I was in London during Pride, mm-hmm. so I obviously went because it, it's huge. Every it's it's huge, like it's a like one of the biggest prides I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were giving out waters, like little paper cups of water and i was like okay you know i'm used to like then there being a trash can very close there was no trash can so i'm just like holding my garbage and i'm like (laughs) how long and i'm just like seeing cups littering the street and i'm like you know and i also saw a news article because this was in 2017 Uh i think 2016 2017 um about how like some cities were saying that like their pride parades are always having garbage everywhere. So I'm like, I'm not going to be the one, you know? And I'm like carrying my little garbage. I'm like, okay, you know, I've been carrying this garbage for like 10 minutes. No trash can in sight. So I had to like, just like put it on the ground. And I'm like, I hate myself right now. Cause mm-hmm. I'm probably, cause I'm like, I don't know how long to carry this shit for, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know. Can I like fold it up in my little pocket and like shove it in there? But it's like get weird now, you know? But Yeah. No trash cans, lots of grossness. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and I obviously don't want to shit on anyone's country, but like, can someone tell me why there is not a trash can anywhere, please? And if that has been corrected since 2017, hopefully, 
maybe. Yeah, I totally feel that. Like, I don't, I'm not sure what it is. Maybe yeah. a uh, a listener could uh, say something. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> let please, because I, I feel like an asshole a little bit. Being like, why do you not have more trash cans, you know? Why do I have to pay to go to the bathroom? Uh. Like, why can't I pay to go to the bathroom and then somehow I still don't get trash cans? Like, is that not all? Like, rec? Like, public rec? What is that called? Yeah, yeah public recreation? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I feel like that should all go to the same fund. I'm giving you money to pee. Where do your taxes go it. to? I don't get it. I don't get it either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But, like, there's a lot of great things I love about Europe, but that was one of those things where I was like, come on, please. Please. Because it's like when you have a big event like Pride and like many other events, I feel like there needs to be more trash cans, at least specifically for that. Yeah. To not have that for like an event, I don't really understand. Because like your whole city is participating. Yeah, I definitely don't get it. I don't get it. I think that people, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand being so lax. Yeah. But... It seems like it's, I mean, I feel like they're, they're older than America. So maybe they, maybe there's something we don't know about. Like they've been making this work for a longer period of time. Maybe they have secret trash goblins (laughs) that come out in the night and eat it all. Maybe there's like little goblins. Yes. Agree. (laughs) Yes. I hope. (laughs) Anyways, now that we roasted Europe for like six minutes, um, (laughs) So they're in Paris. They go to this fancy hotel. However, in Paris, I have never had like better sandwiches than the ones I ate in Paris. Top One day tier. I'll go and I'll tell you what I think. Okay. Please. Mm-hmm. And then um, when you go, or if you end up in Chicago for some reason, um, there is a like convenience store slash grocery store. And I'm going to pronounce it wrong because my French failed me in high school. But it's called Pret a Mange, mm-hmm. and it's got little sandwiches, and like they were like two euros, and they have the same sandwiches in the single one that's in America in Chicago, and it's so good, so good. <laughs> and they also have like coffee monthly, like coffee subscriptions. Mm-hmm. It's really cheap, so if you like coffee. That's cool. I don't think we have one here. I think there they might be so there might be some up north. Like yeah. In Boston and stuff. At the time I only knew there was one in Chicago. Anyways, um so they're staying at this fancy hotel. Mm-hmm. Um Claudia got this quote lady doll, unquote. Which like first of all, if you said that to someone twenty twenty three, they're thinking you got a sex doll. Let's just start there. <laughs> like that's true. <laughs> What else would you think? I would not think like a doll toy. I if you no. said I got a lady doll, I'd be like, yeah, okay, a doll a that is of... also a lady. Yeah, not like you're sharing a doll that is shaped like a lady. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not I would wrong. be like, this is a weird way to like share your like sexual experience right out here and out loud and over coffee. But go off, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Claudia decided to crush it in front and right in front of Louis's eyeballs. It's because she's like going through her fucking villain era. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like Claudia is like, you know what? I've had enough of your shit. <laughs> After traveling through like like Barovia or wherever they were, Barovia is mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. That's not it. After traveling through um through the countryside and like into like mm-hmm. Transylvania and all that, right? And and through Eastern Europe. I feel like they, uh, I feel like Claudia just like has just had enough of literally every single person's shit. She's like, I am a better hunter. I am faster. I am swifter. I have keener eyes. I am more intellectual than you. I'm not afraid Mm -hmm. of my nature. Like I am best vampire and Mm -hmm. I'm tired of you not measuring up to my standards. And I feel like this is like, this is one of those situations where it's like there's a parent who like is really proud of their kid, but their kid is out of control and they don't know what to do. Like, it's like we need to talk about Kevin, but it's we need to talk about Claudia. <laughs> it's what it's like. Yeah. 
Like, I can't even be mad at Claudia because, like, she didn't have anyone good to really raise her. She didn't. You know? She didn't ask to be here. So yeah, no. Can't be upset with her, but she is She is going hard in a way I'd that love perhaps to see... she didn't need to. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see Claudia as a Gen Z vampire. I think it'd be really oh, good. Oh, no. Oh, no. Please, no. Too much. I just... <sighs> Everyone would be dead. She'd have, like, she'd be like, you know what? Enough. I'm going to just do sick burns on TikTok all day. <laughs> Leave me I alone. Just, I think that she'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. Go off, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know, I just think it's really funny that you brought me out here. I didn't ask to be born. So like really all of this, you problem. <laughs> <laughs> totally, though. Also, totally. Okay. <laughs> also, correct. Yeah. And I really, like, I have a very serious and sincere need mm -hmm. for Louis to, like, get with the fucking program. I feel like, Literally. especially considering that, like, he this is being written, like, 100 years or 80 years or however long it's been, mm -hmm. like, between this moment with him and Claudia in Paris and then, like, when he's talking to the boy, right? It's been, like, 60 years at least. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, why are you still, like, um, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, why are we still, like, I don't know, like. He's still just like, I don't know, a baby vampire about so many things. Like every scene, he's just like, I looked around in wonderment. I was bewildered, right? He's still yeah. like, gasp, clutch pearls. And Claudia's like, I have lost all of my patience for you. Yeah. <laughs> I I really feel like I would side with Claudia here. Like if yeah. I had, if I was put on the outskirts and they were like, you have to live with one of these two people, you get either... A uh, small toddler who does go on killing rampages from time to time. Or you get Louis, who likes to uh, pretend he's human, A, tell you that you're evil all the time, B, and then also tell your spawn of Satan and judge you while also going and killing priests. I'd be like, you know... Mm. Actually, I think I'm going to be with Claudia on this one because at least I she like hones up to her heinous acts, okay? Because like Louis just like I'm a good person, kind of, but then I do this terrible thing and now I'm a terrible person. Oh, pity me! But yeah. like you're the worst. I'm okay. I'm walking on the lines of moral ground. You, however, shitty. Yeah, a hundred and ten percent shitty. And like I feel like. There are some parallels here, too. Like, mm -hmm. the way that Louis acts toward Claudia versus the way that Lestat acted toward Louis. Like, there's definitely, like, not a cycle of abuse because Louis doesn't abuse Claudia, but I also mm -hmm. don't think that he takes the stand that he needs to to communicate with her. Like, mm -hmm. he doesn't put forth the effort that he should to educate her about the world around her. And so she's learning all of this shit secondhand, very much yeah. like he did. But instead of being scared by it, she's going oh, well, you know what? Like, she was so young when they turned her, she didn't learn fear. Like, she didn't learn yeah. the fear that a person has, right? Of being, of like, oh, I shouldn't do this. This is going to get me to a place that's that's negative, right? She's not thinking about that. She's just like, what's on the menu today? Life. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't care. Like, he's afraid of everything because he was already kind of fucked up, right? Like, when Lestat found him at the beginning of this book, like, he was already, like, in his feelings about his life and didn't care about things and hit, was having fights with his brother and not being a good brother to his sister. And, right, like, Louis already was, like, a, a little emo baby bitch, right? But, mm -hmm. like, Claudia didn't know anything. This is all she knows. So, like, he's mm -hmm. responsible to fill that in. But he's too busy being on his own shit to, like, give her insights about how yeah. she can be a better, a better vampire, right? How she can be – how she can have more empathy, Right. Mm -hmm. Like in a way that because that's really Louis's issue is that he has too much empathy. So yeah. why not try to find the balance with Claudia? But I feel like he's just so busy, like even down to like the doll. He like realizes, oh, she's missing. Like she's gone. I have to go look for her. Like, where is she? She's she comes back. He talks about how she comes back like under cover of darkness, kind of. And how like people don't notice that they come and go from the hotel because it's like a busy one, like where a lot of travelers are. So no mm -hmm. one really looks at them weird when they go out in the middle of the night and stuff. But when mm -hmm. she goes out by herself, people just, like, are enchanted. And, like, he doesn't, he doesn't, like, try to put a stop to it He's because he's afraid of her, right? Like, he's scared yeah. of her. 
And she knows that he's scared of her, which I think is why she crushes that doll right in his face to be like, look what I can do. I can destroy anything. And instead of being like, hi, can we please have a conversation? He's just like cowering. Yeah. And I'm just like, you're too, you're too old for this. (laughs) I feel like he's like a neglectful father. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like neglectful under the guise of caring too much. Yeah. It seems like garbage. It seems like seems that. like one of those, you know, like the kids where they're like, "Oh, my parent is my best friend," but like the parent like never really raised them, and it's yeah. they're their best friend because they put all the responsibility of all the other children on that kid. Yep, that's what it yep. feels and it, like. And it, it made it seem like, oh, well, you know, I'm putting this responsibility on you because we're pals and I trust you, rather mm-hmm. than I don't want to do it. That's why yeah. I'm giving you this job because I don't want to do it, so you're going to yeah. do it, and I'm going to tell you that we're friends so that you feel bad when you don't do it because you're not supposed to be and i hate yeah. that and like it doesn't feel malicious like it doesn't feel like louis is doing this on purpose it feels like he was saddled with a problem because granted like is it his fault that claudia is a vampire partially because he fed off of her and put her in a position where lestat was able to make her into a vampire but mm-hmm. like it's all we also know that like if lestat hadn't made her into a vampire that she might have she might have survived like she might have been fine mm-hmm. she might have been resilient enough because they put her in that home so like she might have been okay if if Lestat hadn't turned her. Um, so I don't know. Like it's it's complicated because it's clear that we're supposed to f- be afraid of Claudia too, right? Mm-hmm. That she's supposed to look like she's out of control. But when I read her story, like she's essentially a grown ass woman that's stuck in a child's body, and I can't imagine what that must feel like. Like mm-hmm. I'm someone who doesn't look my age. I look maybe five years younger than I am. Ten to some people. And I can tell you right now, it is no fucking picnic, right? Like, it's lovely to 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 look good for my age, right? That's nice. Yeah. But when it comes to being taken seriously or going to a job and looking for a managerial or a director position, right? And someone, like, judges you by the way you look, like, that fucking sucks. So I can only imagine what it's like to be an actual child, but a woman. Like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the pits. See, I've only ever had the opposite problem where I've always apparently looked like I was, like, 25 to 28 since I was, like... 15 oh no yeah so then i got like creepy men which is like that's the that's opposite the problem yeah but very worse like not yeah. worse but like a equal amount of like terrible you know what i mean i mean i would argue worse because like the worst that i get is like when there's a man who like well not now but when i was younger a man who thought i was younger than i really was and still mm-hmm. talked to me right like mm-hmm. seeing that somebody is a predator because they're trying to talk to you thinking that you're younger than you are like mm-hmm. that's gross right that's terrible but for mm-hmm. you you actually were young and having people mm-hmm. approach you and that's to me i think that's worse Definitely. i don't i i don't even know which one's worse but like either way equally terrible like at least like they're both terrible in their own ways you know what i mean mm-hmm. but like i i've been thinking while i was reading claudia's story about that girl um who she like stopped growing at like 12 or whatever mm-hmm. have you seen her on tlc i and have how- now she has like a boyfriend freaks me out yeah and it's like listen i'm not saying anything i i will say that i will withhold judgment until i see his Mm ex-girlfriends until that comes forward i have nothing to say yeah because like he could i mean he probably does love her right i'm not trying to say that the man doesn't love her or whatever like i'm not trying to take anything away from her Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's weird danger but like i feel like claudia would be in the same boat or it's like yeah obviously she's like an 80 year old woman trapped in this five-year-old's body and like anytime someone would want to date her you have to like look very closely and be like are you dating her because she looks like she's a five-year-old because like you could say oh it's a genetic condition whatever whatever you got to do yeah so that she could have like an adult relationship but like also you're gonna have to look at the man real carefully and be like or person, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. saying anything about Claudia's no, you gotta, preference. You gotta do heavy stream, heavy, heavy screening. Is what yeah, need. yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Lots I was, of yeah, lots, of lots, feelings. lots of feelings on her and <laughs> that one. To be honest, <laughs> oh god. Um, especially with like her in this chapter. So like right now, she asks Louis what it's like to make love and hints that she's trying to basically pass off that she has like dwarfism 
Mm. which I don't know if that's the proper terminology. Please correct me if it's not, if anybody knows. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't know, Claudia, like <laughs> go off, I guess. But like, what are we supposed to infer from this? Are we supposed to infer that Claudia's had partners? No. Like, is she attempting to have a partner? Like, what are we yeah. supposed to be inferring from here? I don't know. I mean, I think that we're supposed to know that she wants a partner mm-hmm. um, and that she has urges, mm-hmm. but she doesn't seem to be able to um, understand how to go about pursuing them. Yeah. That's kind of how it feels to me. But yeah. I don't know. Like, it's. It's funny, when I was young, this book was uh, not creepy because I was a kid and I was just like, everything's interesting yeah. and wild. But now I'm an adult and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Dude, this book gets real creepy sometimes. Still, still good, just very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> very I had creepy. to Google Anne Rice for a minute because I was like, first of all, I needed to know, <laughs> like later in the chapter, my Google was, is Anne Rice queer? I have no answers. No one told me yes or no. So Anne Rice was married to a man. Okay. But expressed, uh, I believe she did express some fluidity in her sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, she also wrote under two different pseudonyms. One was Anne Roclair, and she did the uh, Taming of Sleeping Beauty, I believe it's called, which is like a heavy kink BDSM erotic novel collection. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's a trilogy. Go off, girl. Yeah, it's very heavy kink, though. Like, it's mm-hmm. not for the faint of heart. Um, it's not like Fifty Shades or something. It's like yeah. serious. <laughs> um Fair and enough. then she has she has a she does have a queer son named Christopher Rice who is also mm-hmm. an author. That's cute. Mm-hmm. I've read some so of his books. It's not bad. He's pretty good. Okay. Much more brevity in his books than his mother's. <laughs> I don't know what brevity means. Brevity is not going on for six pages about ah. how nice this hotel is. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have figured out brevity is close to brief and mm, p- yep. pasted those together, but I did not. That's okay. Because let me tell you, like, this lady loves to go on. Some, yeah. Sometimes this book does not have to be this long. Yeah. No. I, I absolutely skim. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely skim. Yo, I will tell you this right now. Should you be interested in reading any other uh, Anne Rice novels, The Witching mm-hmm. Hour, I would argue, is worse. There's I'll just way... watch the TV show, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's way more exposition in, mm-hmm. in that book, in The Witching Hour. Like, that one literally when they're when she's describing the house it's like five pages oh my just god on, just on this house where these witches live which like word you want to talk to me about this house cool tell me about it paint a picture mm-hmm. man right show yeah. me tell me all of the things but like break it up you could do that over six chapters you know what i mean mm-hmm. each time we go back to the house you reveal something else about it that informs something in the chapter so she gets a little stephen kingy sometimes I'd argue yeah. a little worse than Stephen King because he tends to not write in circles. She sometimes writes in circles. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. You know, people love it's this. Fun. So. Yeah. I <laughs> Listen, I was just happy to have a good little gothic book. Yeah. So it's fine. But like, yeah, I, okay. I was trying to figure out the relationship if it was shifting between Louis and Claudia because she like, makes weird things about how they're wed and i'm like i don't think the meaning of wed has changed okay i don't yeah think- i yes <laughs> yeah i agree with that assertion it okay. is uncomfortable um yeah. and i think that uh i feel like her language toward louis is very possessive mm-hmm. despite the fact that she wants freedom mm-hmm and I feel like her language toward Louis is also very romantic, despite the fact that her mm-hmm. that she's she's essentially his child. Um, uh-huh. But I think that she's like at a place now where she's just like, I'm so far away from being anyone's child that I that I can I talk however I want. But like even yeah. even when they were in Romania or wherever, like in the previous chapter, like she she called him her lover. Yeah. And I was like, mm. I, I don't think that they're being romantic in that way. Uh, Listen, this book I, came out in the seventies. I can't make much, uh, you know. You're you're not wrong. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> like sometimes you know I'll be reading a Jane Austen novel and they'll say like 
something that does not mean like this like okay proper like fine example of Mm -hmm. like the term queer you know now i'm like okay that means gay usually Mm -hmm. and then but like the they'll say it to mean like happy or whatever the fuck you know and i'm like okay you know this came out in the 1800s this came out in the 70s i can't really like say that lovers mean something different you know i can't really cannot (laughs) be like maybe (laughs) wed doesn't mean marriage maybe it's different and yeah i can't <laughs> it's like if this came out in the 1800s i'll be like okay maybe maybe this doesn't mean wed in the way i understand it's a little difficult okay yeah the other thing i had to like when i googled Anne rice because i was like girl what um <laughs> it said vampire chronicles homoerotic novel and I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, cool. However, right now I'm getting a lot of Claudia and Louis. So I know that this is a series, but like having only read book one, when you say homoerotic, yeah. lots of underlines that are erotic. It, it's very strange to me that this child is being romantic. Okay. That's just, you, you see what You're... I'm saying? You're not, I, 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 no lie detected. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe it is more homo erotic in like when we get more, um, Louis and Armand later. However, when I read that and I've only read book one, I'm like, okay, back it up, girl. Cause like, why? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. What I will admit. Mm-hmm that the so the homoeroticism is also Mm -hmm. i think within um the uh i can't remember her name madeline i think Mm -hmm. the lady who makes the dolls yes claudia yeah that is i'm not trying to skip ahead but that is also part of i think the homoeroticism in this novel Mm -hmm. as well um that's to me that relationship is even weirder though so that, that's not really helping yeah. your case at all no <laughs> that one's even weirder than Lestat and Louis so you know and Armand like it's yeah so we'll get there when we get there yeah um, but yes that's the homoeroticism it, it, it's super duper weird I, like I I understand the principle of it and I think when we watch the movie um mm-hmm. and likely the television show mm-hmm. it'll make more sense because the actors who play Claudia are all over the age of like 12. I think Kirsten Dunst was 12 when she was cast as Claudia or 13, which like isn't better, but it's not five, right? It's not five years old. So like, you know, like, like this woman that we were talking about that was on the learning channel, like that has that, you know, that illness that caused Mm -hmm. her to stop growing at 12, right? Like, and now she still looks like a 12 year old girl, even though she's 23. Like, Mm -hmm that's that to me is more reasonable and my brain can wrap itself around that better than a five-year-old that's like what's in your pants right like (laughs) that that the two are very different things for me yeah uh i have a very hard time with it and i mean it's i felt the same way when i read game of thrones sansa stark Mm -hmm. and Arya and all them they're all like three to five years younger in the book than they are in the show Mm mm-hmm like they're all much younger and like mm. when i read like Arya stark's like eight i was like no <laughs> sansa's 13 i'm like no 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 sometimes no, i just no, like no, no, no. change <laughs> no, no. that like cross it out a little bit but like <laughs> you know because when they first introduce the characters most of the time they only mm-hmm. say it once what their age is right. and then by the time as the book goes on i'm like five cross out ten cross out you know, whatever. Yeah. Just to like wrap my head around this character. But like they really keep reiterating the fact that she's only like in a five year old's body and yeah. it makes everything drastically creepier. Yeah, it's such a bummer. <laughs> it's such yeah. a bummer. Cause like it could be, I mean, again, 10 would still be a problem, but it mm-hmm. would be less creepy than five. Yeah. Like, but then like also still creepy, but just less creepy. You're still like, honestly. The creepiest part, too, is that, like, you could have explored this entire thing without making her flirt with basically her father. Like, yes. 
I feel like we could have been like, okay, it's fucking weird that like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's trapped in this five-year-old body, but like, of course she's a grown woman in her mind, whatever. Like, I get it. But mm-hmm. like, why are you making her flirt with her dad? That shit's like, I, you're crossing I, another line. Like we already had a couple lines in the sand that you jumped over. And now like yep. the final stand we had, you just yeah. kind of like kicked your feet over it. Like, yeah, now, now we're like getting into like weird incest territory and it's like, but she's not really his kid. And I'm like, that doesn't help me though. No. <laughs> like that doesn't do anything it doesn't mm-hmm. fix it at all right like he's she's still a minor in his care and like yeah. granted is she still a minor now no is it just her body yes mm-hmm. like that just doesn't erase the ick factor for me and like i i i also appreciate like that this person is this woman's trying to tell a story right Anne rice is trying mm-hmm. to tell a story she's trying to give a perspective and a pov but I don't understand how many other young people are also involved. Like, again, mm-hmm. not to skip ahead. There's some weird stuff that's going to happen a few pages from now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is, I'm also like, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's funny because when I read it, I was, when I read this book for the first time, I was in fourth or fifth grade. So I was young mm-hmm. reading the book. So I think that's why a lot of these problems didn't seem like problems to me because I myself am like a kid, right? And I'm reading this Mm -hmm. book and I'm like, well, if I were a vampire, I would totally want to flirt with Brad Pitt as my dad. Obviously, he's so Mm -hmm. handsome, right? Like, yeah, like your 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 like child logic is like that that checks out. That's fine, right? But now I'm an adult and I'm like, what? (laughs) No wonder my mom was mad I read this book. (laughs) Yeah. Right. She was so upset and like I was like, you told me if I read it, I could watch the movie. And so I read it and now I can watch the movie. And my mom was just like, ugh, not realizing that the movie isn't a third as bad as the book in these mm-hmm. in these ways that are risque and inappropriate for children. So yeah. um, I feel really bad because I think she read it after me because she was like, I think she assumed that it, that it oh, it's a book. It's harmless. No. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. The whole perspective for me is very strange. And I think. I think I've mentioned this offhandedly before. I read somewhere that somebody was like, oh, uh, Interview of the Vampire is an allegory for modern art versus like fine art, like the old, old, the old ways, mm-hmm. which I don't see a direct correlation between. I'm going to see if I can do some research and look it up, but, um, and see if there's like papers and stuff written on this. Mm-hmm. Um, because maybe that will help us shed some light on understanding Claudia a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but, the fact that like Louis looks at Claudia and like doesn't understand that there's a problem. Like he knows that she's that she's going to be a problem because she's like ruthless mm-hmm. and she doesn't really care about other people and she knows she's more powerful than humans and like mm-hmm. thinks that's okay and wants to wield that power indiscriminately, right? Um mm-hmm. I recognize all of that and I I I understand why he feels the way that he feels about her, why he's afraid of her. She is scary. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, I don't understand, like, with the lack of guidance he received from Lestat, why he wouldn't be trying harder to guide her or at least have productive conversations. Mm-hmm. Ask her, where are you going? Can I go out with you? Try to learn from her as well as teach her, right? Mm-hmm. There are other ways that he could have gone about this. And I feel like Louis is just, again, he's just, like, too much on his own shit yeah. to come out and, like, actually try with this kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he owes it to her. Like, she's partially in this position because of him. So I like I think before I saw Louis as kind of like a hero of this book and now I kind of see him as more of an anti-hero or like a yeah like he's just a protagonist that's around or whatever like he hasn't made all the right decisions either like was he as bad as Lestat no but was he also not great yeah he was super not great yeah I really don't think there's a hero in this novel at all I agree yeah I also I don't think anybody wins (laughs) I do want to mention briefly that um when I did the Googling of Anne Rice to find mm-hmm. out if she was queer, um, I saw mention of saying that like something about like transgender activism or something. And mm. I wonder if that is what she was trying to do with Claudia, mm. which like, if you read it through that lens, I wonder how differently this novel would be for you. If you were trying to see Claudia as like the seventies version of a transgender person. Oh, like someone who's trapped in a body that does not belong to them and yeah. they're trying to figure out how to live like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can I can understand that. I think like especially cuz the 70s were a sloppy time mm-hmm. that uh that could absolutely be part of it mm-hmm. um because Anne Rice has always been a friend of the queer community um yeah. as, from from what I remember anyway. Um I would so be that, interested that, in someone's paper. 
on that. Yeah. You know Agree. I mean? Yeah. Agree. But like without having that information readily available, yeah, Claudia is still bad. fucking weird. You know? Yeah, it's just like <laughs> bad. It's just like, bad. I don't want to yeah. dunk on anyone's symbolism. However, no, but also it's bad. So yeah, <laughs> like, it to me it's like okay. Did you recently see that someone on TikTok was posting that like you don't go on TikTok that much, but someone today was talking about how um, it's canon that Luke Skywalker's gay or something. Like what? no, I don't think it's true. However, someone was posting about that today. What? And I saw like a couple of TikToks about it. So like I do need to do deeper research. Don't yeah, take Yeah, I need more information. Yeah. But I, I just saw it like right before we started recording. So I didn't Yeah, get a especially to because there's like a whole like Mara Jade continuum with Luke Skywalker's romance. Yeah. So, so I don't I know. Need, I need I need more information. Yeah. But like, you know how people just come out like years later and be like, actually, the whole time Luke Skywalker was gay. Blah, 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 blah. Like that's yeah, I, I want to make sure that no one's like doing that to Claudia. Yeah, when, like this is actually just kind of fucking weird, you know? I hear you. Yeah, because <laughs> that's like a big pet peeve of mine. I'm like, if a character's gay, make them gay. Don't be like yeah. years later, be like, oh, actually, the whole time he had a secret boyfriend back there. You didn't know Ryan in the closet. No, oh, weird. <laughs> like, yeah, don't turn it around at the last minute, man. Like, yeah. Well, I felt that way about you know she who shall not be named and Dumbledore. Yeah. Yeah. Like it felt very much like a, let me pivot so that I can jump on this train that other people started for me. Have you been avoiding all of the, um, Hogwarts legacy stuff? Listen, like the plague. Have you heard about their quote trans character? Unquote. I want, I have, and I want nothing to do with it. Like they can go suck eggs. (laughs) I was have you heard the rage about the name or no? Yes. It's terrible. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was like, I saw that on Twitter. I saw the name. I said it out loud. I was like, Oh my God. No dislike. Dislike. Not into it. We can go on about that. Anyways. <laughs> side quest. Side quest. <laughs> yeah. Um, either way I was like, yeah, Daniel and I are not playing it, but I was like, of course. Of course you would, JK, yep. but whatever. Yep. Um, anyways, yeah, I want the research paper about Claudia. Let me know if anybody has it, because I'm curious. Mm-hmm. If it's out there, I want to know. But um, So then we have Louis being like, all right, Claudia, you're being a bit much. Why are you flirting with me? You're my child. I'm going to mm-hmm. go for a walk. Right. So he goes for a walk, and he senses that he's being followed. But they match his footsteps exactly. Okay, and then Anne Rice does the thing she always does. She over-describes it, and I became convinced that he was just, like, going crazy for a second. Mm -hmm. And then, like, no, there was actually a person there. Because here's the thing. He then, like, describes this person looking exactly like him as if he's looking in a mirror. And I was like, is Dog actually just looking in a fucking mirror right now? (laughs) Like, I I thought we were having a moment where he's, like, passing, like, skyscrapers, you know? Like, yeah. And he looks in the skyscraper. The rain's coming down. He sees his reflection. He goes, there's a sad man in that window. Oh my god, the man is me. Like, I thought that was going to be the moment we were having. Yeah. No. And then he gets jumped. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 1,000% jumped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't feel like, bad. <laughs> no, they have, like, a whole brawl. Like... I'm just imagining, you know, this uh, Louis just walking around minding his own business out of the sky, like scream. He gets like jumped. Like for what reason? Why? Listen, like the second it happened, I was just like, so somebody's been watching them for a minute. Like someone's been yeah. casing the joint for mm-hmm. a minute, right? Like yeah. if they're dressed like him, they're walking like him, right? Mm-hmm. They're mimicking everything he's doing. That's mm-hmm. like some next level shit, right? Like that's like some next level yeah. like mimicry. And like I need to know more. Like I was so interested. I immediately was like, need more information. Right? Subscribe. You know yeah. Like, like, who how is long this person? Him? Yes, I have to know more. I need all of the information, is what I need. Um, this from Santiago's <laughs> point of view would have been great. I agree. Especially because Santiago obviously does not like Louis. Yeah. And Straight I'm like, beef. do you see? 
what a simp he is is that what it is is that he's a fucking shithead who's not doing what he's supposed to be doing by his family his vampire family what is it yeah what's the problem (laughs) because i'm honestly imagining santiago is like having this whole like setup and then like this random like toddler just walks into town and starts killing people and you're like what the fuck are you doing like (laughs) yep leave get out of my town i literally just made this entire setup i have like people lined up that anybody can drink from that have given their written permission yeah we pay them but like why are you why are you just killing random strangers you know i think that that's part of why um i think that's part of why like they know of louis in the first place like i don't think Mm -hmm. they ever really like specifically say that like, I think they more yeah. allude to it, but I feel mm-hmm. like the reason Santiago knows about Louis mm-hmm. in the first place mm-hmm. is 110% because she was, like, being fucking too loose, too loosey-goosey mm-hmm. around around Paris, and somebody noticed her and was, like, fo- like followed her back to the hotel and mm-hmm. saw her with Louis. Like, I'm, like, yeah. 75% sure that that's how that shit went down to begin with. So like oh, yeah. I this is this is what I'm saying. If Louis had just had a conversation, he could have had conversations with her about A, how to tell if you're being followed, B, what to do if you're being followed, C, mm-hmm. don't bring them back here, right? Like there's a bunch of things that you can do and that you can say to make sure that like this this child who is definitely not a child anymore, but is mm-hmm. still a child compared to how old he is, right? Still a child to him. Maybe mm-hmm. not to other people, but to him, she is still a child. She is younger than he is. Like he could have done more to try and bridge that gap and tell her what she needed to know to prevent her from having these problems and yeah. from having these issues. Because like even talking to 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 Madeline or the the, the lady that she that she uh, goes to for the dolls and stuff, right? Like they do say she stops being careful. Like she's she's at an age now, mm-hmm. both as a vampire and as a body, where mm-hmm. like when people look at her they've been less and less and less and less charmed. You know what I'm saying? Like every time that like she, like when she'd go out and meet people and she was only like a 25 year old vampire, right. In a five year old's body, she could Mm -hmm. still pretend she could still act like she was innocent. She could still be like, Oh, I'm confused. Could you help me find my way home? Whatever. Right. But Mm -hmm. like now that she's older, it's harder and harder for her to like, not be some kind of like weird supernatural object like people Mm -hmm. see her and they're like "Mm, something's not quite right because they can see that she's got like something behind her eyes and in the way she Mm -hmm. holds herself the way she walks with purpose like five-year-olds are still like toddling around and fucking bumping into shit right like running skinning their knees right falling over like she's not doing any of that she's walking in like little hot like heeled shoes Mm -hmm. down cobblestone streets with her muff on and stuff you know what i mean like being very serious and looking alertly around like it's clear that something is wrong with Mm -hmm. this child now. And like, I just don't see like how, how could Louis be so stupid (laughs) as to not recognize that this is going to be a problem or already is like, he seems surprised. Mm -hmm. Like it feels like, you know, one morning in Paris, he woke up and she was suddenly an adult. Like that's how, that's how like his side of the story feels like I would love this story from claudia's perspective as well like Mm -hmm. santiago's perspective yes but like i'd love this story from claudia's perspective um because like santiago i think if it wasn't claudia that led santiago to louis it might have been armand like armand following louis around and santiago Mm -hmm. being jealous that somebody's caught his eye i could see that story as well armand hard eyes following louis (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep and he's like you only have hard eyes for me i'm right here Mm -hmm. Don't you see me loving you from afar? That meme where it's the the girl and the guy walking and the guy is like fully turned around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is exactly it right there. Yeah, yeah for sure. I <laughs> Listen, I honestly don't think I need Armand's point of view. I got it. Agree. You know, however, just like the scene of Santiago from like when he discovers Louis to like that brawl that's all i want i don't need anything Mm -hmm. past that i just need like a short little novella of what that section of time looked like i can understand that and i agree so yeah now our mom like jumps down looks at louis he's like my card we have a date tomorrow here you go bye (laughs) leaves (laughs) and then like they spend this whole time trying to find vampires and the fucking place they're going is theater for vampires 
theater <laughs> like how that would have been the first place i would have looked i would have been like knock 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 right? are you real vampire or are you like weird fans like just show up like hello <laughs> yeah knock knock hello me vampire door open thank you like i would have like in. walked you're up ready to the or first, not yeah i would have walked to the first actor with a wet wipe been like oh no okay that's your real face hello also vampire like please help yeah help please you know yeah a thousand percent the case um, i would have walked in with a cup of blood and been like you know like here you go I, I don't get it um i don't understand but again like louis is not somebody who makes any kind of sense so i'm sure yeah. he probably would have seen the sign for theater of the vampires and been like too scary <laughs> literally i don't know i'm kind of nervous um one of the things when we watch when when we do watch the movie i think one of the things that you'll notice is like the way that um the way that this scene is portrayed in the movie it's much shorter and it's mm. less scary um okay. in the book like i forgot how scary it is though like for a minute louis is like well this is it this is how i die <laughs> and like in my head i'm like well i mean you kind of deserve it i don't feel bad for you um but at the same time i'm like I'm sure you'll be all right, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you'll be fine. Pat him on the shoulder. Yeah. You'll be okay. Well, it's funny. You'll be, like, be good, friend. I wasn't scared for him because I actually thought he went insane. Yeah? <laughs> I was fully convinced that he was just insane looking at his own reflection. Because, like, when they were like, oh, everything matches up. Like, everything's exactly <laughs> like me. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's lost it. <laughs> he's got a crazy streak, okay? Like. You're not wrong. He does have he does have a, a wilier side, mm -hmm. if you will. That's true. Yeah, You're not like wrong. this dude. You know, he it's got a lot of hallucinations going on already. So I wasn't like shocked. I was like, oh, yeah. you know, and finally the cup stepped over. It's happened. You know. Yeah. Now as now as marbles are on the floor. Yeah, all of them <laughs> right on the ground. His brain cells <laughs> gone. You know, I was like, whatever. He broke. It's. I was waiting. You know. Uh oh. <laughs> it's like that childhood wind-up toy that you've had since like you were like two, and you're like, how's that thing still work? That's how I was feeling about Louis. Okay. A thousand percent. Yeah. I'll totally understand. Batteries have Total never been changed. Failure. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yeah, a hundred and ten percent the case. Yeah. Um, I feel like when he finally. I don't know. I, I just, whenever I read books and I think everybody probably does this, but when I read books, like I always go, how would I have done this differently? Right? Like what would I have done mm -hmm. differently here? Uh, that would have been, um, that would have been better for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like, I don't know. I feel like with, with the fact that he has these instincts, like, it feels like he learned absolutely nothing mm -hmm. from his previous go round with the vampire in Transylvania, like in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Like, it feels like he just didn't get, like, he just didn't get over it. Like he wasn't able to, I don't know, like get on top of that fear because like he reacts with the exact same fear. Like mm -hmm. at no point is he like, I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to face this person down. At no point is he just like, come get me fuck you yeah. you know what i mean like if that had been lestat lestat would be like i wish you would you know what i mean yeah like, dare <laughs> come at me bro like yeah. that would have been a very different scene if it had been lestat and like mm -hmm. i understand that's supposed to make us kind of more sympathetic as as readers right it's mm -hmm. supposed to make us feel like louis is one of the good guys and you know he doesn't want to hurt anybody and whatever and sure that's great but also i'm here to read a book about vampires yeah. so <laughs> you know what i mean i accept that with vampires comes lots of ruthless murder um, so I get, he's trying to be a classy gentleman and I appreciate that, uh, about him, but also what are we doing here? Literally like <laughs> he, they make so many wrong decisions. Like, first of all, why would you, if you're okay, you're a vampire in like the 19th century, would you a stay in your tiny ass town or B go to a major city? So you're not easily discovered. I'm going to pick B. Why was Lestat even in the small town looking for property? You know, like that seems like a terrible plan. Yep. 
if you have to drink every single night, why are you in a small town with limited resources, okay? Like, here's here's my whole plan. If I got turned into a vampire tomorrow, I'd find out how long can you go without drinking, okay? Yeah, yes. And then I would make quick little trips to Miami every so often and then come back to my small town, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you go to the nearest major city near you so that you are not traced back to wherever your home is. Yeah. Why would you... You cannot... You cannot eat where you shit, okay? No. No. And, and I and I don't... Like, he doesn't... He doesn't learn. No. Ever. He picks like, up ever. from, like, the hotel lobby they're living in, you know? Yep. <laughs> yep. Never learns. Never no. never turns that page. Mm-mm. And I'm just kind of like, ah, shrug. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to do... You're going to do what you want, bro. You know what I mean? Like... Apparently. I don't know. I, I, I completely agree with you. It's it's complicated for no reason. Yeah. And then, I, okay, so then I, they go to this fucking date night with Armand, basically, which is mm-hmm. uh, they go to the play that they're hosting um, at the Vampire Theater. And it's literally like a play where they drink their victim on stage for everyone to see. And I'm like, yep. oh, so your kink is like performance, I guess. Yep. Um, also, like, I get it's called the Vampire Theater, theater, but like, do they have any other kind of plays? Like, how do they? That's keep a good question. <laughs> how many times are they in a situation where like somebody just vanishes off the street and was last seen on stage by all of these people in this room? Yeah, yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I also like. I don't know. Like I. The fact that they just like let anyone in too. It doesn't even sound like it's by invitation only. Like the fancy seats are by invitation only. And Mm -hmm. it does sound expensive. Like you have to be rich to go, which, Mm -hmm. okay. Right. That's, that's one way that you're keeping, you're keeping me out of, uh, you're keeping me out of like Mm -hmm. harm's way. Right. You're keeping this, like, this a secret for just mostly vampires and then people that Mm -hmm. are sympathetic to vampires. And I also get like, so have you seen the show Penny Dreadful? Mm-mm. okay so it's not a bad show it's also not good if you are somebody who likes um if you're someone who likes literature and has mm-hmm. read a lot of classic horror literature mm-hmm. it'll be a little rough because basically it's kind of like if you took the league of extraordinary gentlemen but you made it like super sexy um mm-hmm. and uh you put ava green in it so basically it's about this woman who is a seer she has she's she's plagued by visions and uh her her caretaker like the man she lives with is Mm -hmm. the father of mina harker who obviously is from dracula right okay um and uh he like leaves his family and and that's why she's open to dracula or whatever and um either mina or lucy i can't remember which his daughter is i think it might be lucy Mm -hmm. um yeah i think i think he's the father of lucy and then Mina Harker is who Dracula takes as his bride. Mm-hmm. And when she dies, Ava Green's character, you know, um, is sort of like a similar kind of archetype, kind of like a similar build. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, so whatever. So that he's played by Timothy Dalton. Um, then there's like a, 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 there are definitely vampires like throughout the series. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody in their core team. There's like a, there's a Dr. Frankenstein kind of guy. Uh, there's uh, a Dorian Gray type of guy uh, situation. So there's there's these different like bits of of old school horror literature that are in this like late 1800s early 1900s kind of gaslight street mm-hmm. um gaslit streets sort of environment. Um and I bring it up because it has it, it does shake hands nicely with this with the tone of this book because it is very kind of gothic horror. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's again it's not bad if you go in expecting absolutely nothing. If you go in expecting to be like wowed as somebody who loves literature, you're going to be mm-hmm. very disappointed. But if you go in just being like this is going to be a sexy goth show, then you'll be fine uh, for okay. for most of the seasons. Um, it's it's not like I said, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just not what I expected. I think at first, so I had a hard time yeah. when I first watched it. But there are a lot of theaters. The reason I bring it up is because there were a lot of theaters back then that were like theater of the macabre right or Mm -hmm. theaters uh that that were supposed to be very lurid they had um like in the 80s we had our our equivalent was trauma films right which are like Mm -hmm. sexy and scary movies or whatever um that are very b-movie and camp 
Um, back then it was like theaters. People would just go to these theaters and they'd read Penny Dreadfuls, right? These like little penny novels that were lurid and, you know, saucy and bloody and whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what this reminds me of. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what these scenes remind me of. And a lot of them were fake. Like all of them, most of them were fake, right? It was just like buckets of red food coloring and early, you know, stand-ins for blood or they'd use pig's blood or whatever, mm-hmm. right? To like make these scenes. So I imagine that's how they like hide in plain sight because France did have a lot of those back in the day, mm-hmm. um, historically. I feel like she could have done more to talk about why it is commonplace. I feel like she kind of, I feel like Anne Rice kind of assumes that the reader knows that there are reasons that this wouldn't stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Um, it's so funny too, because like part of the reason that I got into TTRPGs is because of Interview with the Vampire. Um, funny story. Mm-hmm. So when Hot Topic first opened in my town, I was in grade school and I had read Interview with the Vampire by that time. And my mom was like, you've got to go in this store. There's this new store. You got to see it. And this is like back in the day when Hot Topic was actually like edgy yeah. And like people are afraid to go in there. People would like pass it and be like shaking in their boots, like looking at it and stuff. Like yeah. it was, it was a different time. Um, and uh, so like, I remember going in there with my mom and Vampire the Masquerade had taken off, right? The vamp- mm-hmm. the, the, the TTRPG, the role-playing game, Vampire the Masquerade. There was a TV show on, on air around this time called Kindred the Embraced. That was also about Vampire the Masquerade. It took mm-hmm. all of the different um, clan- classes. They're called clans in the book, but it's basically mm-hmm. like the families that you can be from, like Toreador, Ventru, uh, Camarilla, all that stuff. And um, it took all of those people and then like personified them. So it gave you like actors that were mm-hmm. playing those, like playing characters from those families. And it was all about the power dynamics and of vampires in undercover society in LA. And it like predates Buffy and stuff. It's like, it's old school. <sighs> Um, it's really good. I have it on DVD. Yeah. I had to I had to scour the internet for it. Um, but it was like the one grown up show that I was allowed to watch because I was obsessed with vampires. And my mom was like, "Well, I guess I can't say no to you. You are good, and you do get good grades, and you read mm-hmm. a lot of books." And I was like, "Thanks." Um, nice. So when I went to Hot Topic, they had a, a Vampire the Masquerade shirt, mm-hmm. but the shirt that I have says "Theater of the Vampires" on it, and it has a, a vampire that is standing there. Um, uh, with a skull in his hand, like poor Yorick kind of kind of way, like a Shakespearean skull, and mm-hmm. has a rose in his hands. Right now, at the time, I looked at that and I went, "Oh, that's Santiago! Like this is a poster for the mm-hmm. theater of the vampires in Interview with the Vampire." Clearly, mm-hmm. right? I have to have this shirt. I love that book. I'm nuts about it. I've got to have the shirt. So I bought the shirt. Right, my mm-hmm. money. It was a very big deal for me. Fast forward to now. Mm-hmm. right i still have the shirt i actually had to rebuy the shirt because my ex stole it from me and then i, I found Asshole. it online like yeah like he was being terrible and he stole it so like i found this shirt online somewhere that somebody was selling it on etsy or something like mm-hmm. a vintage shop and i bought it again so that i could have it in my position um so the sh- i look at the shirt now and i'm like oh it's a it's a vampire the masquerade shirt mm-hmm. toreador is one of the is one of the clans that you can be a part of. And Toreadors mm-hmm. are known for, like their symbol is the rose. And they're known for uh, being patrons of the arts, the theater. There are a lot of singers, a lot of actors are Toreadors. Um, they are the most kind of libertine of all of the clans. Um, they tend to have the most kind of hedonistic parties. They drink the most wine, have the most familiars, like all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like they're like the Lannisters of, <laughs> of Vampire the Masquerade. Um so like that's actually what attracted me to TTRPGs in the first place is seeing this this thing that I thought was theater of the vampires you know interview with the interview with the vampire mm-hmm. but was actually not at all uh, it was some some whole other shit <laughs> I love that um, yeah so like I don't know like the the whole theater thing I I like that it's there I just think she could have provided more backstory about why it was something that was so common because again even I as a child was like oh this is proprietary to Anne Rice yeah. like she made up this vampire theater and it's her yeah. thing no not the case because yeah, I didn't know that until <laughs> you just said that so I'm glad yeah. you said something for the audience because I had no idea yeah like it's it's a random fact to know but like that was totally normal back then so i think that's why they don't stick out because they play their cards right like all of those theaters were open at night all of those theaters probably had people pretending to be demons and haunts Mm -hmm. and goblins and ghosts and specters and vampires and whatever right there were lots of like weird like snuff plays where they would like act like somebody's head was getting chopped off some of them were political um Mm. 
that were about like people that were just like you know in in that were in governing bodies nearby mm-hmm. or whatever but um yeah for a long time that was like that was entertainment like you'd go to like a creepy show wild <laughs> like a random cabaret but like I just wonder, like, how do they write their plays, right? Like, they can't, they don't know exactly what the girl is going to say. So, you know, it's probably, like, vampire improv. Right? Yeah. And I've I've never seen such serious improv in my life. Uh, and I just wonder, like, this girl has, like, all this stuff to say. They have a rebuttal for literally every single thing she's saying. Mm-hmm. She's like, but, but won't I be missed? You will not be missed. Everyone is missed eventually. But... But I'm so young and beautiful. Do you want your skin to turn old? You will always be young. Like, he has an answer for everything. Every single thing. Yeah. One question. Well, what about my dog? You don't think we will feed your dog? Like, just... <laughs> your dog becomes vampire dog. Yes! <laughs> That's exactly how it feels. And I'm just like, so people are just fine with this. They come and watch the same show every time, and the victim just says different lines. I don't understand, guys. That's yeah. obviously a problem. Like, what do they change up? Because, like, do they just run through different, like, scenes? I'm dying to know. I, I need to know. I want to yeah. see the rest of the plays. <laughs> like, someone someone send me the, the, the afternoon, the matinee performance of this play. <laughs> I want to know Literally. what that's like. <laughs> I'm like, how many different, like, victims do they get a night? Because, like, at some point... Or, like, is this just a different play because they knew they were going to have um claudia and louis in the audience that's a possibility and the rest of them are just like kind of grotesque i just feel like their audience just wasn't surprised enough like the way that it's narrated about their audience like it just they just weren't surprised enough for me Mm -hmm. and i don't know i think that like too something i didn't realize before because in the movie the way this is played out is very much uh just the one lady right Mm -hmm. The, the young girl um the younger girl they don't really talk about um, the older woman because mm-hmm. that's part of it too. There's an older lady mm-hmm. that's also on stage, right? That's human. Yeah. And I completely forgot about her until we, until I reread it. I was like, Oh my God, there's two victims yeah. on stage. Cause there's the old woman that like, and he, and it's so shitty too. He like makes a joke about the old lady and how she smells and he doesn't want her. I was yeah. like, geez, like, look at brutal these vampires are mean like oh what if you hit the like vampires are no longer interested like <laughs> i need to know uh 45 no thank you yeah they're like all right <laughs> why not i'm good i'm they're sexy like, still they're like, i smell menopause you're good <laughs> like, yeah. what? i'm okay yeah no thank you <laughs> did they just it's too like... late it's too late for you yeah <laughs> at lo- what point do you like checklist go down you're like all right good i hit the vampire resistance at, like birthday you know i don't know terrible oh my god i just want to know because like you know we have these important milestone birthday you know 16 you get to learn <laughs> to drive 18 you get to vote 21 you get to drink 25 you can rent a car 16 no longer you gotta get eaten by vampires you know <laughs> like just a couple like, questions just... <laughs> <laughs> for me i'm just over here like i hope i'm never too old yeah come <laughs> wink, come wink. get me yeah. My neck is right here. <laughs> My blood is anemic, so you probably won't like it, but yeah. still, come get it. <laughs> I don't have a lot, but I'll give it to you. Listen, I've, I've told all my friends, if you ever turn into a vampire, you at least have to ask. Please, you know. holla at your boy. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> let me consider it. Especially if you have cool powers, like turning into somebody who looks real scary. Yeah. Like if you get if you get like a scary vampire face and a beautiful vampire face, I'm down for that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. If I can fly, double cool. Yeah. However, I need to know your feeding schedule. Like if yes. you're telling me that I'm gonna have to like if I could just like drink from someone once every couple days. Yeah. But I don't have to like drain anybody, I could be yeah. down for that. Me too. But, like I, I am persuasive enough to get what I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus vampire persuasion. I mean, all I'm saying is there's a kink for everybody. So like someone's going to be down for that. Including 13 year old boys that work for Armand. (laughs) 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 Skipping ahead. Excuse me. Skipping ahead. Oh my God. It'd be like that. So on that note, I think that's all we're going to have time to talk about today. Um, We'll get more into the rest of the play on next week's episode. 
uh, because there's a lot to talk about with this play. A lot. A lot. Especially the after party. Yes. (laughs) But Candace, where can the people of the internet find you and the things that you are doing? You can find me at that Candace girl on Twitter, where I do most of my updates about what's going on with me. You can also find me at Candace the Magnificent, uh, all one word, C-A-N-D-A-C-E. Uh, and that's going to be me on uh, Twitch, uh, where I stream sometimes, not enough, uh, on <laughs> YouTube and on Instagram that I don't post on enough. Uh, so yeah, Twitter is probably the best bet. Um, but you can find me at cross over at Crossroads Games if you're interested in TTRPGs. Uh, I do uh, a lot of work with them. You can find their videos on YouTube. And then you can also find me in a few podcasts, including Bookhound Bounty Hunters over on 12-Sided Stories, which you can find anywhere you get your pods. And then, of course, we'll also see you here next week. Yes! And we'll catch you all later. Bye! Bye!